You guys, today is the day. It's the official launch of the Marketing Home Marketing You podcast, and I could not be more excited. I have been waiting for this day for a long time, and so I just want to say thank you for spending the time with me. I know you you have choices, and it's just cool that you're here. Now, you better believe that this day is going to be ending in a bubbly drink because, you know, that's the way we like to celebrate things around here. Now, if you didn't catch my mini intro, uh, I'll give you a quick intro right now. I'm Barbara Savona. I'm going to be your host of this podcast. And in the mini intro, I talk a little bit more about my career in the housing industry. Uh, It's been a little bit over 18 years. And I talk about why I settled on a podcast for the perfect platform, at least I'm hoping, for connecting and talking all things marketing and business and career development with other housing professionals. I also share a little bit about the business that I've built over the last 10 years with my best friend and co-founder of Sprout Marketing and how being a CEO isn't necessarily what I thought it would be. And you'll also find out a little bit about me personally. So you'll hear who Jax is and Russell, and you'll also find out how I really do live in a shipping container box. So go back, check that out, and then I hope that we can be friends. So in thinking about how to kick off and uh, launch this podcast, really my pilot episode, I agonized because I wanted it to be just the right thing, the perfect thing that you needed to hear at the start of a new year. And I wanted it to be really valuable. So even though I went back and forth and I have a lot of topics that I want to share when it comes to marketing and career development, I landed on something that I think is going to be the perfect way to kick off your year. And it's going to sound a little unconventional, but I want to talk about four of the biggest marketing mistakes that I see housing professionals make. And I really saw this in 2019. And we're going to talk about simple ways to fix them. So we're going to set us up for the best year ever. And by digging into some of these mistakes, you might identify with one, or if you're like me, I've made all four, two or three or four, or, you know, a few times. And they're simple fixes, but sometimes if you don't address them, you can get caught in a rut and then months turn into, you know, years and all of a sudden you're doing the same thing and getting the same results and you're just not happy with where you're at. So let's dig in and tackle these four big marketing mistakes and how we can fix them. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. So we know that a lot of time, energy, and money is spent on marketing, and most of it just doesn't work. You might even be surprised that a lot of it is totally unnecessary. But here's the deal. Before we dig into the four mistakes that most marketers have made in 2019, I want you to pinky promise that as I read these, you are not going to feel guilty if you've ever been guilty of doing any one of these. Because if you're like me, I've not been guilty of one or two or three or four. I've been guilty of four times over and over and over again. So the point of this podcast is not to feel guilty. It's when we know better, we do better. All right, team, we can do this. All right, so marketing mistake number one is 
most marketing is reactive. So we'd all probably agree that a reactive marketing approach is not ideal, yet the majority of us default to this type of an approach. Why do we do it if we know it's not the way we want to operate? Well, often we start with the best of intentions to have this well-crafted plan, especially at the start of a new year or the start of a new month, but then things happen along the way that take away our focus. It's easy for pressing problems or urgent matters to take over this uh, marketing plan, but it doesn't have to be that way. So here's the bad part. If your property manager may have happened to you where mid-month you find yourself with dipping occupancy or maybe all of a sudden there's all these skips that you didn't know about, or maybe you just had lower renewals than you anticipated, or if you're a realtor, maybe you closed a deal and you just realized, hey, now my pipeline is dry. I've been busy closing this deal. I haven't had time to go get new business. But it's happened to all of us. And it's easy to feel frustrated. We ask, how in the world did this happen? Panic ensues. And then we go into this, like, let's try anything and everything approach, right? Well, here is the problem with that. A reactive approach is taxing. Believe me, if you've done it, you know. It's not sustainable and it just doesn't produce those long-term results that you want. And it might work for the short term. And that's where it tricks you sometimes. You think, well, I got what I wanted. But nobody can sustain real growth or real results in reactive mode. So what is the solution? Well, the opposite a proactive approach that it lets you plot your course. You get time to consider the factors that affect your marketing. You anticipate challenges, not while they're happening, but before. And you're able to take past experience, current market trends, and then the resources that you have at your disposal to create a plan that can work not just this month, but month after month. So if you're thinking, yes, yes, I want this, how do I go from this reactive approach to a proactive approach? It starts with scheduling time. You need to think, you need to schedule real think time and plan time. So here's what I want you to do. After each mistake, I'm going to ask you to take action. The very first thing that I want you to do is I want you to set aside an invitation, a spot on your calendar, make an invitation with yourself for think time at the end of your work week. Now, at the beginning, I'm going to recommend about 30 minutes a week. Believe me, we are going to shave this down to just a few minutes each week, so it'll compound. But think time is time that you will not break no matter what. And here's what I want you to commit to yourself and to me and to the rest of our community. We're going to do this all of January at the end of our work, work week. Think time is going to consist of an after action review. We're going to take a, a page out of Michael Hyatt's playbook. We're going to do a kiss after action review. You'll learn more about that later. And you're going to outline your big three, your big three goals, your big three metrics that are going to tell you what you're really working for, right? And you're going to have to make adjustments as you go, but you're not going to be starting from scratch after the first time that you do it. Now, I want to press pause here. Before you get in the weeds, the only action I need you to take right now is to schedule 30 minutes each week at the end of your work week on your calendar. The rest, I promise I'm going to give you a resource and I'm going to walk you through how exactly you're going to do it. Okay, so we're going from reactive to proactive in 2020. Okay, marketing mistake number two. Most marketing lacks clarity. 
So a lot of marketing, we just do it for the sake of doing something, anything, right? When I was uh, on site and I first started in my career, I was required to provide a marketing report. What had I done? So you know why I was doing my marketing? Just so that I could appease my corporate requirement, right? But it lacked clarity. There were no real marketing objectives. And I was just kind of filling in the blanks with what I thought I was supposed to be doing. So here's the problem. How well you define your outcomes, the desired outcomes, is going to have a huge impact on whether you succeed or fail, right? How do you know where you're going if you don't know, you know, how do you know when you get somewhere if you don't know where you're going, right? We have to know where we're trying to get to. If objectives are unclear, then when you're already feeling stretched, if it's just you or you have a team, you spend precious time and resources on some of these marketing efforts that may or may not produce the outcome that you want. And Again, this is just something that we don't want to do in 2020, right? So what is the solution? So the solution is a marketing plan that actually ties our actions and our initiatives, right? The things that we're doing to the desired outcomes, those marketing objectives. And then you eliminate everything else. Remember, I was saying earlier, a lot of marketing is unnecessary. We're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. So if you've ever go back and and maybe you can remember to when you were in kindergarten, uh, I vaguely can. And I remember those exercises where there was a picture, there was all these pictures on a left hand column, and on the right scrambled were different words. And your job was to connect the picture to the word right that matched the word. Well, in a way, I want you to think of this as the adult marketing version, your picture is picture where you want picture your goal. And then on the right, your list of words are the actions, the things that are going to help you achieve that outcome that you want. And your job is just to line those things up. Hey, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. So your marketing objectives, they need to contribute and align with your overall goals. That's why you have to have clarity. It's either for the community or if it's you as an individual, it has to be that way. That way you can put a consistent focus in the correct areas. And you know what, guys? It leads to financially fit communities and financially fit individuals. And if you're like me, that sounds good, right? Feeling financially like we're moving in the right direction is a good feeling. Okay, so what does this really mean? Well, we've drilled down marketing objectives to three main buckets, whether you're in property management or you're in real estate. So for property managers, you either want to retain current residents, you want to attract new residents, and you want to train your team, grow your team, develop your team so that, again, you've got good processes and you can continue to do the things that you're doing. Your operations are smooth, right? So retrain retain, attract, and train and grow your team. Three things. Now, if you're a realtor or a broker, they're similar but slightly different. You're looking to have repeat business, right? That's your reputation. You're looking to acquire new business to keep that pipeline going. And then you're wanting to grow your influence and your expertise. So all of your marketing initiatives should help And they should fall in one of those three buckets, either to get more business, attract the business, keep the business that you have, or to train and grow yourself or your team, right? And so anything outside of that, we're not going to do things just for the sake of doing them. I see a ton of people that are like, what do I post on social? Everything that we do is not going to be, now it's going to be tied to actions. The actions will be be tied to desired marketing objectives. So for now, What I want you to do is if you're a property manager, your take action for this little section is just to list out 
things under those three objectives, right? If it's to retain current residents, you might list under there host events, create better engagement on social media. If it's to attract new customers, you might focus on outreach or social media campaigns or preferred employers or a referral program. You kind of get the picture for a realtor. If you want repeat business, you're going to want to stay in contact with your sphere of influence, right? What are the things that you're going to send out regularly? How will you stay in contact via social, email, in person, on the phone? I want you just to list out five things that you can do under each of those buckets because these are going to be your plug and play, so to speak, when we build out our marketing campaigns. Now, remember, we will have to make adjustments as we go in the months to come, but these are actions that, again, are tied to our marketing objectives. We're basically building out a formula or a template. It feels like a really good time to take a little break. Okay, we interrupt this episode for a much-needed dance break. Cue the music, Renee. Okay, guys, before we get back, I want to tell you about our Sprout Marketing Shop, where we have tons of ready-to-use, already-done-for-you resources, everything you need to market your community and your business. So visit shopmarketinghome.com, that's shopmarketinghome.com, and check back weekly. New things are added all the time. All right, let's get back to the episode. Who's ready for number three? (laughs) You, You probably will guess this one. Marketing mistake number three is that most marketing is overwhelming for an already time-starved industry, individuals, the whole works, right? Who isn't time-starved? Most marketing never actually even makes it out of the door because it's too time-consuming to execute or we're trying to make it too perfect. Property managers, realtors, brokers, we're some of the busiest people on the planet. We wear a bajillion hats And while we like to think that we can do it all, and sometimes we try, we simply just, we don't have the bandwidth for overly complicated marketing plans. When we try, especially like when we try to do a complicated diet, what happens? Well, we put it to the back burner or we try it and we get burnt out. We float by for a while, but over time, the neglect catches up with us. So what do we do? We take the extra work home. We make flyers on our off time. We post to social media at night while we're watching TV and our spouse is like, why don't you just be present, right? And because we're doing this on our free time and this isn't where our our real expertise lies, the quality suffers and we're just not pleased with the end results and we feel burnt out. So we got the problem. It's overwhelming because it's too time-consuming, too complicated. So what is the solution? The solution is marketing that can be done a little at a time. It's a consistent focus on what works and making small incremental changes. So for this section, I want you to list out just a few things that you've done in 2019 that did work. The actions that move the needle forward. Maybe it was a resident event that had huge success or an outreach marketing campaign. Maybe uh, it was something that you did with your email list. I want you to write those things out and then I want you to list under there small things that you could change. So let's say your email list, maybe working on improving your subject lines. That's a small change that you can get to increase your open rate. Or maybe it was your social media, you started to gain a following. So maybe a small change that you could make is a consistent posting schedule. Now we'll dig into more ideas later, but for now, I want you to focus on small incremental changes. 
what we found is the individuals that have done the best at their communities and in their personal businesses are the ones that focus on small incremental changes, things that they can do daily, again, in those buckets to retain their current customers, attract new customers, and then grow and develop themselves and their teams. So that's your takeaway item. List what worked and list, just brainstorm two or three things that you can make small little improvements. So you already have results with it. How can you even get more results with more focus? All right, our last marketing mistake, and I think this one is a really interesting one. Most marketing, mistake number four, does not capture our attention or our hearts. So you see, in 1920, there was a study that was done, and it said that the average attention span of human beings was 20 minutes. Would you care to guess what it is today? Just eight seconds, the same as a goldfish. Attention spans are shrinking. I mean, it's probably no surprise. You try to have a conversation with anyone and their nose is buried in their phone, right? People just cannot seem to focus or, and I'm totally raising my hand up for this, you're watching TV, you're scrolling Pinterest, you're looking at Instagram, you've got three things going at once because our our attention spans are so divided. So this drastic change might not seem too important, unless you're a marketer like we are, that's in the business of grabbing attention. See, without the attention of our customer and our potential customer, then we're missing the very first and critical step towards making or keeping a sale. We have to have attention to have influence. So breaking through the noise is a real challenge. You see, 20 years ago, All we were trying to do was stand out from our competition, good curb appeal, a nice flyer, a pretty picture in an ad, and there you have it, boom, right? But today's online world, we now have a new set of complications. We've got to compete not just with others in our sphere, we have to compete with everything for our customer's attention. I mean, just notice it yourself. The problem is that today, most marketing is vanilla. I mean, it's so boring. In an effort to appeal to the masses, we're missing the opportunity to really pull at the heartstrings of our target demographics. Everything is cookie cutter. We're stuck in this bubble where everything starts to look the same. So what happens? Well, our customer already strained with, you know, too much on their plate, so much vying for their attention. They just keep scrolling and your marketing efforts end up being a waste. So how do we fix it? This is your take action. First of all, I want to share with you something. Powerful marketing starts with incredible imagery and powerful text to to accompany it. As human beings, we digest images, pictures, 60,000 times faster than text. So when we see an image immediately, we tie a memory to it or a feeling to it. Now, when you add text or, you know, a subheading that really is powerful and it helps paint the picture of what you're trying to sell, whether it's a lifestyle or a pain point, what you've done is you've expanded the bandwidth of your prospect. First of all, they stop the finger scroll, they take notice, and it makes an impression on their heart and their mind. So that's huge, right? So what I want you to do, your take action for this section, is I want you to see what your marketing looks like. So first of all, I want you to pull your marketing, whether it's your marketing flyers, your social media, your website, whatever it is, and I want, it to, I want you to compare it to others in your industry. So if you work at an apartment community, look at others in your space. If you're a realtor, look at others in your space. It doesn't have to just be in the city. Expand your reach and ask, 
does mine stand out or has it blended in in an effort to try to appeal to the masses to do what everybody else is doing? Am I standing out? Now, content that stands out inspires or educates or adds humor, right? Those are three big areas that our content can stand out as different. Inspire, educate, or add humor, right? Entertain, basically. So look at your your current marketing with a critical eye and just ask yourself, does it stand out? And the second thing I want you to do is I want you to observe the next week your content and look at content now aside from yours. Look at how you consume content, whether it's on your social media feed, whether it's a website, whether when you search on Google, find out and kind of pay attention to your patterns. What makes you stop and notice something? What captures your attention? What has gained your influence? And I want you to take note of that. So in the weeks to come, what we're first doing is we're establishing one proactive time to really build out our marketing plans. We're getting clarity on the marketing objectives. They're either to retain current customers, attract new customers, or grow our teams and ourselves in our spheres of influence and just in our capacity. We're looking for small incremental changes. We're not trying to overhaul with our marketing, and we're trying to get the attention, right, to really capture the attention in the hearts of our prospects. So step one is carving out the time and really analyzing. And in the weeks to come, we're going to do a deeper dive. We're going to build out your marketing plan. And this is going to be the year that one, you won't be making these four marketing mistakes. You'll be able to look back and say, wow, this was the year that in a small, with small consistent efforts and small consistent changes, I reached my goals. And now I'm not spending 30 minutes each week. I'm spending just a few minutes each week making minor modifications, making minor adjustments, course correcting as I go. Guys, this is our year, and I'm so excited that we're going to do it together. So this is Marketing Home, Marketing You, and I've had a great time. I hope you enjoyed this first podcast, and I'm looking forward to many, many, many more weeks that we get to spend together. Hey, before you go, make sure to go and check out marketinghomemarketingyou.com. We have a worksheet that's going to help you walk through these four marketing mistakes, ways to avoid them in the new year. It's a total actionable worksheet and you're going to love it. So go to Marketing Home Marketing You and look for episode two. You'll find the show notes, the resources, and your downloadable. All right, guys. See you soon.